<laughs> good, good, good. Charge those boys up. Get it all, get it all going. Uh, how's your, how's your, how's your week been? What have you been, what have you been doing? Work. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta work. It's been yeah, so long since we've talked. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I know it's yeah. I mean, the last time all three of us got together was before me and CJ went on the camping trip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So that's uh, weeks weeks ago. That's all I know for sure. Weeks. Yeah. It's more than one week ago. Yeah. It's at least <laughs> at least three. I want to say. Uh, yeah, I think it probably would have been Sunday the 26th was the last day we recorded. Whew, May. Wow. Yeah. And what's today? Today's June the 18th. Ah, oh, holy shit. Basically three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Time was when time you're flies. busy. Yeah. Well, at least How when you guys are busy. <laughs> as it were. <laughs> time dwindles. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, getting a show ready just eats up all of your shit you have no no free time and then when you do have free time you're like i i have no mental capacity to devote to any of this right uh, i'm being yeah. bothered by a, a very large slow fly <laughs> those are the worst zach have you been getting the flies we got too many flies no i haven't Am I supposed to have? No, well, I don't know. Do you leave your door or windows open at all, ever? No, that's not. I remember from growing up in this house. It's one of these. There's a lot of memories that I yet that I didn't have until it's jarred by something that happens because I live here again. Right. <laughs> there's something about this house or this area of town or something where there's a lot of flies. And so, as a kid, I thought that was just normal. There's just there are this many flies in the summer. And then, when we moved to the other to the other house where my mom lives now are a lot less flies and now I live here and there's just there's a lot of flies here specifically here and so the more flies there are outside the more of them you know that that makes sense uh, percentage wise the same percentage of flies get in the house but there are more flies to start with so more flies end up in the house right does this add up yeah, totally. And then they can't find their way out. Yeah, not that they course. really want to, because they're in paradise now. They're in fly heaven. In fly heaven, and also they're dumb as fucking shit. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Well, and then when you really start to think about the fact that they only live for like three full days, right? Like, like what the fuck? Like, am I seeing the same fly? No, I'm seeing like its offspring, mm-hmm. right? And so these big fat slow flies are actually laying little eggs wherever they're at, and I'm going to be seeing their fucking progeny in the same capacity in an annoyance have you yeah. ever seen the flies where you, when you smash them their their maggots come out yeah oh, oh god yeah. oh my god yeah yep exactly they're big lazy horse flies and i think it's a and it's something that they've evolved where you smash them and then right away they're the magnet maggots oh my god it's the god worst. magnetic magnets they're magnetic. Mag- maggots be the worst yeah no, that that would be, but my electric tennis racket would take care of them right away. Yeah, they'd get drawn to it. Beautiful. I've never had success with one of those things. It depends on how many flies you have. Yeah, I mean that's true. That's fair. If the more flies, the, the greater the chance never... of success. Yeah. <laughs> 
For some reason, our flies stay in the kitchen, which great. Okay. Enjoy, enjoy the kitchen. I, miss. I, uh, I used to, when I was younger, be quick enough to like punch them mm-hmm. or like slap. Right. Yeah. Like I was, I was kind of a badass when I was younger, sure. but like, not really. <laughs> Cause like I'm punching flies, but like, I, you know, <laughs> but, uh, now I just swing randomly like an old man and hit nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've given up on trying to clap flies between my hands. I'm not fast enough to do it. Especially not now. When I was a kid, it used to be like a fun game. Sure. Yeah. Now it's like one, I'm not fast enough Two, why do I want to try and smash this dirty insect with my hands anyways? Right. Well, the latter is where I'm at. Like, yeah. It's I'd rather not a... smash them, but I'll try and catch them or swat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, I'm... one time I thought I missed, but it landed between my middle finger and my ring finger and just stayed there. Oh my god! <laughs> so like, and then all of a sudden, like my hand was just closed, resting, and I I get this buzzing, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And it was flew away. Fly in your hand. Oh Jesus! Goddamn! I, uh, <laughs> I stunned one once when I was a kid, and then I tied <laughs> a little piece of thread around its neck like a like a leash. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I thought, like, cool, I'll be like this cool guy who walks around with a little fly on the leash. Like, I'm just holding the end of this thing, and it's flying around. And look how cool I am. But it turned out that the leash was, the thread leash was too heavy, so the, he couldn't fly. So instead, ah, I, yeah. I tied it to a tack, and I put the tack into a bulletin board. And then the fly kind of crawled up the bulletin board and tried to fly, and then just fell. And then just <laughs> did that <laughs> until, it, until it died one day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see that video or those videos, plural, of people making little paper airplanes for flies? No. No. So, like, it's a similar concept, but what they do is they, they just make these little wing sets out of paper, little teeny tiny wing sets, and then just a dab of, of super glue on the wing set. And when you catch your stunned fly, you just touch his legs to the super glue, and then they've got these little wings that they fly around in. It's pretty mm. fucked up when you really think about it. Yes. But uh, it's also pretty funny seeing these little paper airplanes buzz around. <laughs> it's one of those things where maybe in a thousand years that would be classified as animal cruelty when everybody's screaming about protecting the flies. Right. But, but until then, it's just like, okay, kid, you have too much time on your hands. Exactly. <laughs> Justice for the flies. <laughs> Justice for the flies. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so what are your thoughts the on the campaign <laughs> the ad campaign yeah <laughs> we need more flies save the flies like if anyone who really rallies behind that like fuck you I don't want to be your friend like, like <laughs> imagine a future where all garbage is biodegradable and the flies help keep the um, the total like square footage of garbage down Flies don't eat garbage. The maggots do. Flies are gross. <laughs> there are other things that'll eat them without invading my space. All right, you're right. There's worms and, and stuff too. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel and I feel like flies are one of those things that could be could be completely eradicated without too much of an effect on the world as uh, in general. I think you might be right. There's only a handful of things like that. I think flies might be one. Yeah. Of them. The only one I yeah. think I remember for sure was mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. And the other one I, is uh, humans. 
Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Well, except the, all of our poor little domesticated animals, so they just eventually revert back to their. Yeah, they largely they'd either figure it out or they weren't supposed to. Yeah, most of them would probably die, but there'd be enough to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is an interesting question. So, like, say randomly, all of the cats in the world became domesticated, and there were no more wild cats okay. or wild dogs. Okay. Right? Would would that would that have an effect on on things outside of of us? Yes, because that would. Um, they're already they're, they keep um, reintroducing wolves back into into different areas because there are too many um, of their prey, like deer and stuff like that, are, are running a little too rampant. And so... Um, sure. I can't think of the... Like, just the predator-prey thing. So the yeah, dogs, and, dogs and cats are both predators. And uh, without them, then the prey goes wild. Like, when we killed all the wolves in California, suddenly we had this huge coyote problem that we didn't have before. Right. Because but we then some places... It. Still have like, like open wolf season, whereas like the wolf population, because of that, it's like too much now. Right. So if you if you see a wolf, you're allowed to kill it pretty much all year in certain places. Yeah. Well, I think they're like, actually removing them from the endangered uh, list, so it's going to be a little bit more open. Depending even on more where so, you are, depending on where you are. Yeah, but I think certain places. Yeah, I'm actually going to share talking about it. Reminded me. Um, image in the chat that actually kind of shows um, kind of a depiction of Yellowstone uh, at one point with and without, yeah. Uh, One of the main reasons why they started trying to reintroduce them was seeing the effects that the booming prey population was was giving and kind of, you know, the animals evolved and kind of coincided with each other, so a lot of prey species just eat, eat, eat until they decimate their environment if they don't have a predator species to kind of keep the population in check. I am gonna, I'm gonna ah. jump in on this because there's a thing. So Merlin, as you guys have probably heard many times, has a big thing about people misusing words, but for some reason he continues to use the word decimate incorrectly. I know. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> to decimate is to reduce by ten percent. By ten percent, yeah. Not to but, destroy. Okay. Sure, so that's what it started out as, right? Yeah. But now, is it still? Yes, because it literally has the root of deset. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I uh, I, I kind of made... Not I, an, I didn't make an enemy at work, but I pissed somebody off the other day. Because I got this email about like from one of the big higher-ups who's like in charge of the financial department at, at work. And uh, she... She put in a journal note, so like public for everybody, uh, the word irregardless, and then sent me an email about it because the, something happened with my client, and then she put irregardless. Mm-hmm. And my supervisor's like, James, did you see this email? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know what she wants, but I do know that irregardless is not a word. Mm-hmm. And this lady behind me goes, wow. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. <laughs> But so then that sparked the debate, like, if enough people agree that it's a word, is it a word? Uh, see, t- sometimes, yes. I think irregardless has come around lately. I had a, I had a, a it, English teacher who <laughs> refused to say ironic. She said ironical every single time, which was, 
it just it bothered me so much because it was the way she was using it was interchangeable with ironic. So she was adding a syllable to a word just to be a fancy English teacher. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it was oh. like, oh, this this usage of this little whatever instance in the story is very ironical. Like, well, you could have you could have stopped at the C and just been done with the word. <laughs> ironic. <laughs> Your usage of this word is ironic. Yeah, oh. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that ironical? I think we talked about this before. Like iconical, right? And iconic. Because conical is a word, but so is conic. Right? Iconical? I'm just getting an app. Let's see. Iconical definition uh, of relating to or having the characteristics of an icon. So that's just icon. No, iconical is not a word. But I like when you look really? at the definition for irregardless. It, the definition is regardless. Right. Thank you. Fucking thank you. But <laughs> what I'm saying is 50% of the population says it. And, and they know what it means. And it lists it as non-standard, which means, like we maybe have talked about before, it's something that is uh, has been picked up recently. Right. But it's redundant, so it shouldn't have been. But whatever. I think it's irredundant. <laughs> Ha 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 ha. I was trying to think of an example to use to explain to my coworker who, who like chuffed at me. That was like that. Like that would be like saying like unresponsible. Right? Like irresponsible is the correct thing to say that, but but like it's more it's different than that. It's like it's like the ironical un- thing because you just yeah. you just added an extra syllable that wasn't necessary since Right. Since the definition of irregardless is regardless. There's no need to say either. right, like you're saying without regard. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's without without is what you're saying because mm-hmm. the the ir connotates the negative. So like, but is there another like example that I could say in a word that you would get that you would understand? I don't know either. <clears throat> I have these imaginary fights with people all the time. <laughs> like she left it at wow, and I was just like, no, fuck you, like because like bring it up again, like I'll say something. <laughs> But I didn't. (laughs) 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 Fuck you, I'll say something. I'm looking at this infographic that you sent, Zach. Oh. (laughs) Isn't it a nice one? Yeah. I'm seeing seeing a lot of similarities. You know, the coyote. No, he's not not there on both of them. It's (laughs) either wolves or the coyote. And then it's deer. But the deer are present. And then there's one that has young aspens and pronghorn. Okay. The other one just has aspens and no ravens. Yeah. Yeah. So basically one of the things was there are so many um, elk and deer that they pretty much were um, from the point. Yeah. From the point where wolves were wiped out of the park, they pretty much prevented any new trees from um, reaching uh, maturity. Maturity, yeah. Uh, Thank see. you for talking for me, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it coming. <laughs> I know, I, I know no words, no good. No. <laughs> I, I don't talk too good now. <laughs> but that's incorrect because one thing I know is fantastic is talk. <laughs> <laughs> They've got something called the Yellowstone Cutthroat Trout. Uh, basically, you don't want to fuck with that, that guy. That sounds like it. I yeah. Mean, I do not <laughs> want to fuck with that thing. And apparently, there were no fish at all before no. wolves. 
None. Yeah, no, the pictures, the picture makes it seem a little bit drastic. I think the main thing was it allowed some of the um, big thing was uh, rivers um, having issues because the banks collapsing and stuff because there's no small foliage because the deer ate it all. Well, and there's no pupa dams. Yeah, well, it talks about that um, um, that too because the uh, beavers would feed also on some of that small foliage, so the deers would eat too much of it, so the beavers wouldn't have enough, so their populations dropped. Um, also, wow. more co- less wolves meant more coyotes, and so they would eat some of the elk young, but they mostly were going after smaller mammals. Mm which hurt a lot of the pronghorn and, like, beaver populations. Well, something else I can tell you is that, that anybody who's ever lived in the forest will tell you is that deer fucking suck. You don't, <laughs> you don't want deer. Everybody who lives around deer hates deer. And all these out-of-towners come in, and they just fawn all over them. They go, oh, look, it's a deer. They get out, and they stare, and they take pictures. And then when you live among them, you're just like, goddamn fucking deer. And you're, like, aiming at them with your car. Get out of here. What do they do that sucks? The deer will ruin your lawn. They will, okay. like, walk all over your car sometimes for some reason. It's largely that they ruin your lawn, and then they stand in the middle of the road, and they make you have to stop all the time. Just sure. trying to fucking drive. And they just stand there and look at you. Dicks. My grandpa, they live in, in Jackson. And there's, like, a they live on a mountain, basically. Not a mountain, like a hill, but like, you know, there's a little bit of a forest behind their yard. Mm. And he's got a pellet gun mm. uh, specifically for the deer and for the wild turkeys. The deer come into his yard and eat his shit, mm-hmm. his, his plants and stuff. And then the wild turkeys will just come and like hang out. Uh, and so he's like, he's like, fuck this. I'm going to go get rather than get like a shotgun. He doesn't want to kill anything. He wants he to just make wants them to, know, don't come here. Yeah, to inconvenience <laughs> them, to scare them. So he's got, uh, yeah. Good, good for him. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's, large, it's largely just the fact that they come and they ruin your yard. You have a nice yard, and then next thing you know, you have all these goddamn deer all over the place just tearing huge holes out of your out of your garden, and there goes all your peppers. So you, no salsa for anybody this Christmas. Oh, that's the same. Just take pictures of your pepper. Like plants and be like, well, the motherfucking deer prevented you from having Christmas also. Piece of shit deer. (laughs) But conversely, some of the best jerky that I've ever eaten has been deer. deer, And it's a simple recipe. It's red wine, black pepper, and a little bit of Worcestershire sauce and uh, a little sugar. And it's the best jerky recipe ever. You just marinate the shit out of it and then dehydrate it. That does. That sounds great. Bison. You guys ever done bison? Yeah. Bison and stew or bison burger? Uh, oh yeah. I think I might have oh, tried yeah. it once. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. It's a little on the gamey side, but I think that now that I'm an adult, I can handle gamey more than I could have when I was younger. To anybody out there who ever goes to a Stockton Ports game, don't fucking bother with the bison burger that they put on the menu out there. It doesn't even oh, yeah? taste good. Is it, a, it doesn't even taste good as a cow hamburger. It's the same shit that they do, where they just take a crappy piece of meat and then they overcook it and then they give it to you. Oh it's yeah. Just and but this now instead of eight dollars, it's twelve because it's a bison burger. That just don't don't bother. 
Nobody get that. Have you ever had a 50-50 burger where it's half uh, hamburger and half bacon? No, but I, now I want to, desperately. <laughs> <laughs> where do you get something like that? Oh, man, I had it in uh, in San Diego when my brother lived out there. But I, I feel like it's not too far away. From just being There's, a thing? What? It's not too far away from just being a thing? or. For, I feel like there are other places that have it. Mm. it uh, I can't remember the restaurant that it was that... Let me see if I can do a little internet digging here. Sure. While you do that, I'm going to rub one of the many dogs in my house. <laughs> thought you were going a different way with that sentence. I'm going to rub my little <laughs> dick. <laughs> I'm going to rub one out real quick while you search for this yeah. bacon burger. <laughs> um, did I hear you right? Did you, did you say mini dogs? Yeah, I have two more dogs right now. Oh, my God. Watching my mom's dogs. Oh, okay. I see. Do they all get along well? Yeah, they get along <laughs> fine. Because my mom watches our dog when we go out of town. So oh, okay. They all know each they, other. Yeah. There's just a hell of a lot of dog going on. Slater's <laughs> the place that I ate it at. Ah. Are they, like, known for that? Yeah, Slater's Fifty Fifty is what it's called. So there's one in. Apparently, they're mostly in in SoCal. There's uh, San Diego Rancho Cucamonga, Huntington Beach, Hermosa Beach, Anaheim Hills, uh, Pasadena. A food truck. We're probably closer to the one in Nevada. There's one in Vegas, so that's good. Oh, someone pointed this out to me. I didn't know that this existed. Did you guys know about the Stoner Burger Place in in Stockton? No. It's up by Adalberto's. It's called something like Bernie's Burger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that place. They specifically don't open until 6 p.m. And then they stay open until <laughs> 2. Yeah, midnight at, midnight at Bernie's. Yeah, I've heard of it. Midnight at Bernie's. Yeah. Midnight at Bernie's. Yeah, I was driving down the road with someone. They were like, hey, have you been to Midnight at Bernie's yet? No, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Supposedly it's really good. Is it a secret menu? Oh, I don't know anything about that. I've never been there. We gotta go, Zach. You're the one who's closest to it. It's like right? three blocks from your house. Right? Well, ne- you know, n- next time we do an in-person one, we can go there first. And then there you go. do the do the podcast. Yeah. Oh, and they spell Bernie B-U-R. Oh, oh, it's totally a stoner restaurant. Bernie's. Ah, ah, ha, ha. I'm yeah, they do be hamburgers, like, uh, milkshakes, stuff like that. Is it a drive-thru? No, it's a uh, storefront. No. I heard it's cra- it gets crazy packed, though. Whew. They do, they're doing all, they're serving a hell of a lot of breakfast for a place that's <laughs> <laughs> from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. No, fellas, you don't understand what that does for stoner is that right like, <laughs> that's this is like calling to my soul right now and i'm not even i haven't been high for fucking 10 months on this, this is absolutely a thing that i need well good head on head on in saturdays <laughs> fridays and saturdays till three. Oh. <laughs> you have to say looking at their instagram it looks pretty fucking good <laughs> good great 
I wouldn't make it past I, Alberto's. I'd be driving to midnight of my Ah, uh, yeah, and then you you get to, <laughs> you get there and you'd be like, okay, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Just I wouldn't even. I'd be everything in my mind would think that I was driving to Bernie's, and then I'd be suddenly going, oh, I met the speaker for Alberto's. I guess I should order something. <laughs> and, and I'll take a steak nachos, please. Mm. Damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna get something else. Best. <laughs> Oi, Gewalt. What are you guys drinking tonight? I got real cheap wine. Oh, okay. I think it was $4. Oh, shit. Wow. That is impressive. Behringer Main and Vine Cabernet Sauvignon. I I pulled a James, (laughs) and I got Jenny some barefoot uh, Pinot Noir, which turned out to actually be barefoot sweet red blend. Ah. (laughs) I... I will, I'll do this all the time. Like, I'll look at two choices of a thing uh-huh. and know definitively that I want to pick one of those two choices and somehow end up with the other one <laughs> without checking. Like, all the time I do this. Yeah. I do this, I do this too. With the diff- it's, I keep getting rooked by the different uh, vendors that we use for our supplies at the theater because I just go, like... <laughs> I tell them the thing that I want and then I don't check whether or not they're giving right. me the thing that I want. And most often they're giving me a more expensive version of the thing that I want. And so I walk out of there having paid like an extra 20 to $40. And then later on, one of my assistants, well, specifically one of them goes, wait, why'd you get that one? Oh, <laughs> well, because <oops. laughs> I didn't look. <laughs> I didn't look at all. Because I meant to get the other one, but you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, it's your fault. Where were you? <laughs> yeah, where the fuck were you? Come on now. Come on. Zach, what do you have? <laughs> um, I'm having uh, some Thousand Stories cab hmm. that I already had opened. <clears throat> Drinking some of that tonight. I'll have to share some of... Uh, I just picked up a... Uh, Knob Creek 100 Proof. Nice. Oh, that sounds good. I, have to, uh, I I bought it not checking my list and I already had it on the shelf so now I have two and I have to I guess I have to empty one yeah the, I, you know yes you have to have to drink so, it wait. now how bad would a power hour with actual shots be no. oh my god no. <laughs> <laughs> like no attempt. hesitation there just yeah. not even doing it we maybe a power 20 minutes uh, we could attempt a power 5 minutes and yeah. I think that'd get us plenty far. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Sure. oh sure. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> do a power ten minutes with doing a shot every two minutes, and then we could eat. Yeah, I mean that's for another ninety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be worried that at that point you get so drunk that then you keep on drinking, and then before you know it, you're yeah. passed out half an hour in. Yeah. No, we would we set a limit. That would just be it, and then we drink water. Oh, yeah, because that works. Yeah, because limits work after you take five shots in ten minutes. Well, you pre-pour. You pre-pour the shots, and then you put the and then you put the glass out in someone's car. Oh, right. okay, I see, I see. Well, you, you lock all the there. whiskey away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of those little cage things that people do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> time lock, say. It's a time lock, yeah. So, <laughs> so even if we wanted to, we couldn't get more. And then you pre-pour it, like... Six glasses of water each. <laughs> yes. And, and, and just pray. Pray. 
I mean, because that basically ended up being what uh, screwed me up, screwed me up so bad the first night of our camping trip, is that I decided to try to catch up to everyone else because I didn't get there until about seven o'clock. Oh yeah. Um, and got poured, had a red solo cup that was filled a bit past the halfway mark with Jameson, and <laughs> yeah. drank it incredibly fast. <laughs> And then started drinking more yeah. long before that alcohol was even close to hitting me. So then all of a sudden I'm just fucked up and yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was a trip. <laughs> James, I thought the first night, the first morning that I woke up, I thought uh, I was hungover. Yeah. Um, it turned out that I was sick. I had, my daughter had gotten me sick. So I spent the whole uh. trip sick but still drinking my way through it as if I would somehow be able to beat the hangover because I never re- let myself get so enough to really wallow in the sickness. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it didn't slow me down. I just, I just <laughs> didn't have fun. Didn't have as much fun. I should say. Fine. And there actually used to be like a, a cure for the flu that we would drink that, uh, they would give it to even as a kid. They would just give it to you. Paragoric. Um, what? Paragoric. Check my check my vocab on that. Zach. Perhaps. Perhaps. Paragoric. Camphorated tincture of opium. <laughs> well, that would that would help with the uh, that would help with the cough. My grandmother used to have an incredibly ancient bottle of this that she would pull out only during the times when you were really sick. <laughs> oh god! You wouldn't have a tummy ache anymore. No, no, it was so. It was essentially it was a strong as fuck hot toddy, uh, but oh. <laughs> so it was it was whiskey and lemon, yes. uh and honey, and a little bit of water, and you fucking drink the shit out of it, and then <laughs> and then uh, you wake up feeling fine. Yeah, no, I still I do this. I do this when I'm real sick in the in the winter, especially. Yeah, it's nice. It's very nice in the winter. It's a warm sleep, and you sweat it out. You whatever is fucking bothering you, gets sweated out under your pillow that night. Mm-hmm. I had uh, food poisoning on uh, Sunday, and Oof. my wife didn't agree with this, but I knew that part of what I needed to do when I was through when I was through the worst of it, but still feeling down, was I needed to put on a sweatshirt. And go get under the covers and just sort of lay there and sweat for a while. And then, yeah. when I knew I was through it, I took off the sweatshirt, which took with it most of the sweat. And then I was everything was good. Oh, that sounds so unpleasant, but it, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, oh, God. Yeah. Man, you should, I... You should try some of this paragoric if you can ever get your hands on it. <laughs> Try this opium. <laughs> I feel like it would just be like like Campo Fenique. Like it's mentholated it's nasty. It's anhydrous it, anhydrous morphine. You don't have much, you have a little drop. Just yeah. A little drop of, it. of course. Because otherwise you're fucking becoming an opiate addict. <laughs> little drop of fucking drop. opium real quick. <laughs> yeah. Which I is hear. one of the best drugs I have ever done. Opium. Oh. <laughs> we uh one of my friends one time had it in Chicago, and we just smoked it out of a bong, just regular opium. It tasted odd, 
like, you know, I, you, you grow to like the taste of weed. And so like smoking something else out of a bong is like, huh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. But it was a very, very Zen thing. Like, like everything sort of melted and just became like, like, whoa. Sure. It was a very like warm, like comfortable feeling. I hear that you know? sort of it's sort of it's a it's a possible side road for a lot of stoners is to end up smoking opium. That's like increasingly people are literally smoking opium. It's not just a, that there are opiates out there. There's there's actual opium. Opium, yes, yeah. yes. It's it's essentially a really similar process to getting like like dabs or concentrated THC. Like it comes from the flower. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're smoking essentially a concentrated flower of a different kind. And it uh, it'll uh, like I've been higher off of weed than I have been off of opium. Mm-hmm. But I have it was just so comfortable. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it, it does. That's why people smoke opium. They sit in opium dense covered. In yeah. Sheets. They just shit themselves for three days. Yeah. And just sit there because you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm back to having an addition of alcohol rather than having it be a subtraction. So I've got some larceny again. Okay. Oh, and, okay. And I have made a mixed drink. I'm drinking uh, Pepsi Zero with larceny. And then, and I'm about halfway through, and it's, it's hitting me a little harder. And then Jenny comes in just now with a double shot. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Because I took a shot before we started, and then I've been nursing this this cocktail, and I'm so I'm looking at this double shot, and I'm just like, ah. So Pepsi took this long yeah, to know. to bite Coke style and call something Pepsi Zero, huh? Yeah, I don't even know if that's really what it's called, but it might be. I think but so. It tastes, it tastes oh, yeah. pretty close to regular Pepsi. Pepsi Zero Sugar. Yeah, it used to yeah. be it's Diet Pepsi a, Max. And, Okay, sure. Diet Pepsi Max. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. I, I've always preferred Coke more, so I always go with Coke Zero if I want a cola, but I've had the Pepsi Zero before in it. I think you're right, Dan. It tastes pretty damn close to normal yeah. Pepsi. See, I don't like normal Pepsi. I don't prefer it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've always been more of a Coke boy. <laughs> See, I have... I've been weird with that regard. Like I, my dad is like always Coke, Coke only. And I'm like, no dude, like I, I like them both equally. Like Pepsi's sweeter, but like, I don't necessarily like, I won't pick one over the other. Mm-hmm. If a restaurant has Coke and Pepsi, I'm like, ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if I, if I ask for Coke and they're like, Oh, we only have Pepsi. I'm like, sure. That's fine. It's no problem. Right. You just need a cola. Yeah, exactly. It's a dark carbonated sweet thing. Although, if if so, before before I switched to diet drinks, regular Coke in a bottle with salted peanuts poured into it, what? delicious. Not doing? so delicious with Pepsi. What's happening? What? You put peanuts in your Coke? Correct. Why? I mean, it's like a snack and a drink at the same time. It's fucking delicious. If you if you're Brave enough to drink a regular Coke, highly suggest that you try it. It sounds weird, but like it absolutely is fantastic doing the same thing. And it's not I, like we didn't invent this. It's, they used to do it back when Coke came in, in glass bottles. What's going on? Why are, it's a whole thing. I'm just 
time the fuck is going on? No, it's a thing. I, I saw it. I see it. It doesn't make sense still. And it doesn't really work with any other kind of nuts, like cashews, nah, almonds, nah. But like salted peanuts in Coke, yes. 100% delicious. And I'm seeing people are like filling the bottle with the peanuts. Yeah, no, you fill oh, one or two of those little like tube packets, like for a dollar of peanuts. Oh, jeez. You're fucking Coke and you drink it. And then what, what happens is, depending on the salt content, like the last like inch or so of the soda becomes kind of weird because it gets all the salt in it. Mm-hmm. But like then, shit is amazing. It's a game changer. Oh, man. Now, I'm going to have to watch a bunch of videos about this later. <laughs> Like, I went to watch so many videos. I went to the George Washington Carver Museum in the South, and they didn't mention this in there. They really skipped a step. Yeah, they're missing out, apparently. Oh, people just do it. They're just, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I used to have, like, a technique, so I would, like, hold, because you you have to take a drink of the soda first, so there's a little bit of space in there. Yeah. And then you just hold the top of the, the bottle with your fingers flush, so it makes like a little table, like a surface. Uh-huh. And you just fucking pour the peanuts right in. It's great. But it's less great with Pepsi. So, like, that's where it lies. Like, that's that's when I would choose Coke over Pepsi, is if I was having regular Coke and eating peanuts, too. Apparently, it's just as good with Dr. Pepper. It is okay with Dr. Pepper. It is not. Have you tr- you've tried it with all these different things? Yeah. Yes, because oh you know you're like, well, this is so delicious with Coke. Like, why wouldn't it be? Like, I like Pepsi. Why wouldn't it be delicious? But there, but there's something about the actual like flavor profile of Coke okay. that just that mashes up with the the fucking peanuts, and it's great. Like, it's passable with Dr. Pepper, but like the the actual fucking legitimate thing is with Coke. And I don't know why. I couldn't tell you, like, the science behind it. Like, it might be that the other two are both sweeter than Coke, right? And it just doesn't quite, like, do it. But, like, even just talking, even just looking at these pictures right now, I'm like, man, I really, really want some fucking peanuts and some Coke. Oh, this is this blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, same. I, like, I, I don't even know where, like, what to say. It's just, wow. <laughs> James, I feel it just, I think to Zach and I, it's almost as if you're like, yeah, so obviously when you shave with your peanut butter, you are like, wait. Well, <laughs> fellas, you're missing something here. <laughs> just my whole life has been turned upside down. It doesn't work as well with Nutella. You have to use peanut butter and it has to be Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait. Seriously, so this originated when when uh, workers with dirty hands didn't want to touch their peanuts, so they dumped it into their coke. <laughs> That's what I, I saw something about that too. That seems kind of weird because if you just have a bag of, I mean, just get pe- nut shells with the uh, nuts with the shells on still. So then... I imagine, uh, James, is, do the peanuts get soggy by the time you're eating them? Uh, sort of. I mean, if you take like, you know, 10, 15 minutes to drink your Coke, yeah. some of the ones in the bottom get a little bit waterlogged. But like, no, like for the most part. I see this being started by like someone with no teeth who still wanted to eat their peanuts. <laughs> or somebody who needed their other hand to smoke a cigarette, more likely. Mm. Okay. Now you're talking about language. <laughs>
Yes, wow. yes, indeed. <laughs> Peanuts and Coke for some reason. It's weird the things that like you grow up with that like you don't realize are weird things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, totally. I can't think of anything offhand for me, but I know there's been plenty of things for me where I'm like, you know, guys, like we all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nobody fucking does that. Like, okay, did were you guys, because there's a little bit of an age gap here. Did you guys have kids at school that would eat dry ramen with the seasoning in it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Were you guys those kids? No. No. <laughs> no, never. So I was introduced to that at school. That was not something that we did at my house. That was not something that anybody, like, had any sort of inkling to do. And the first time I tried that, I was like, Wait, I was like, what are you doing? Like, those noodles are not noodles. They need it. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm just walking around with like a bag of ramen with the fucking seasoning on it. And I was like, well, like, let me try it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I tried it and it was like super duper salty. Yeah. But like, it, after a while, like, it was kind of like a thing that you craved. Like, you crave the salty crunch. But I was never one of those kids that was like, yeah, mom, just send me to school with some dry ramen. It's fine. Right. <laughs> felt it felt a little it felt a little low class to me because i didn't see it it never happened at our middle school right zach it's probably something that you started seeing in high school yeah definitely so i saw it from the kids in my neighborhood who for some reason my mom like i grew up with my mom basically telling me yeah those are low class people but (laughs) what i never really thought about was like well they're on the same they they live four houses down so so what does that make us? But right, um, yeah. <laughs> so growing up, I saw only them do it, and then when I went to a public high school, everybody, everybody did it, and it just it never appealed to me. I like I like cooked ramen too much. See, I am just very for breakfast today with my noodle <laughs> mixture, and I up until I was an adult, I didn't believe that ramen could be the correct texture. I need noodles to be al dente. If they're any bit of mushy or slimy, I'm Super not into it. Oh, man, I go the opposite way. I overcook the hell out of my ramen. It's got to be like ah. about to turn into a slurry. It's It has to go that far. It's so so good. Oh, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. But when I, when I did live on my own and I was eating a lot of ramen, I mastered the technique. So what I would do is I would save the seasoning packet and put that with some instant rice later. Uh... And then I would just like get a pot of bo- a pot of water boiling, mm-hmm. and then just drop the ramen in, and then turn it off and take it off oh. real quick. Mm-hmm. So it just made like just a little bit of like al dente curly noodles. I've heard this is a, and, uh, a thing to do put with butter. eggs. Do the same with eggs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. Make sure al dente ramen, huh? Yeah. Al dente. Is it still considered al dente when it's Asian noodles? Is there another word for that? Well, it depends on what al dente means. So, al dente translation. And I misspelled it, so that's fine. <laughs> to the tooth. Sure. So, so if actually, al dente, then... <gasps> Whoa! Hello. To the tooth, and the dog's like, yes, that... <laughs> So to the tooth, the tooth. means um, al dente means um, 
when it tastes good, basically. So al dente is a subjective term. See, I thought that it had some some bite or some bounce that you could actually use your teeth to use it rather right, than I guess I'll actually push click your tongue. And find out. What? <laughs> I'll actually <laughs> click and find out. Uh, I, perhaps. Guys, I'm discussing Coke right now. I keep looking at these pictures going, why am I not doing that at this exact moment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, nothing on the Wikipedia page for al dente. English translation of al dente. Give it to you. Damn it, stupid. Every, everything has a pop-up on it. I have to redo my whole thing. Firm is what this one says. It means firm. I think it literally means to the tooth, though. It does. I don't know. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Uh, it's a, it's subjective, so I also like my ramen al dente. <laughs> no, incorrect. There's a, there's a specific texture. Okay. But yeah. like, it's, yeah. I believe it, because I, I learned when I moved in with my wife that I um, I overcook all noodles, apparently. Including, okay. really, including spaghetti, because I always heard that you cook spaghetti till it sticks to the wall. But apparently, that is way too far. So when I make spaghetti for the whole house, I have to take hers out and then I keep cooking it for another five to 10 minutes. And then it will stick to the wall after that. Like you, you boil it until it bends and you can wrap it around with a fork and then it'll stick to the wall. But if, if you're still cooking it at the point that it sticks to the wall, you've cooked it too long. Oh, like well, once you let it dry, it'll, uh, it'll stick. Well, okay. Well, I, I pull out, I pull noodles out one at a time, and I throw them at the wall until they stick. And then I leave them there because I read a book when I was a kid about some family where they had a spaghetti wall, where they had this whole wall just covered in dried spaghetti because they. I did remember that. that. I remember that. Well, I don't remember what book it was, Me but either. I remember the story. I spent so many hours trying to find it. <laughs> I don't know what the book is, but I, I always remember that. So I've, I've had this, this dream my whole life of having a spaghetti wall. And it doesn't work in real life because it falls off. So currently I've yeah. got like two pieces of spaghetti on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Even though oh, I've shit. made spaghetti in this house probably 30 times. <laughs> but yeah, I always wanted a spaghetti wall. Maybe one day. One day. Maybe I need a different uh, texture. What the is wall. the opposite of al dente? Aglio, olio, e pepperoncino. Grazie. Right? Grazie. Yeah. Grazie. Opposite of al dente? I don't Softer. know. Softer. I don't know. This is the word. <laughs> so. So, this is super fun for our radio listeners, us looking up definitions of words. Yeah, you know, they're used to it by now. I'm just looking at pictures of spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) They should be used to that by now. Oh, yeah. That's why they come. That's why they come. Yeah. I got a book here by Vincent Tomei called My Spaghetti on the Wall. My Life Story. (laughs) (laughs) Does it work with other noodles? Have you tried, like, throwing, say, fettuccine onto the wall? I've never tried it. I ought to. That's what I would like to see a wall of. All of the different noodles that you've thrown and have stuck. Oh, shit. That'd be a fun wall. 
<laughs> your noodle wall, your yeah. pasta wall, as it were. I'd be really impressed with like the tube pasta, fucking mm-hmm. yeah, right. All the all penne, penne, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How to cook pasta by Rachel Ray? Rachel Ray, go home. I know. Oh, Everybody has their own opinion on how to cook the best pasta. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think that the big thing is just, I mean, knowing how you like it. I mean, so many people like it different yeah. ways. If I was bringing pasta to a party, I think I would lean towards al dente because I think most people prefer that. Yeah. I mean, you could... Especially like if it's got some sort of like sauce, or if it's a pasta salad, mm-hmm. you want it to be, you know. I, in my opinion, it's best when it just goes past the point of like like sticking to your teeth. Like if you bite it and it doesn't like leave actual noodle parts on your teeth, like I think it's good. <laughs> oh, good. Here is <laughs> Yeah. In fact, the first couple of times that I cooked pasta, I was like, "This is perfect." Jenny's like. This is raw. Like you need to fucking cook this a little bit more. It's crunchy here. It should oh, be. Oh shit. <laughs> See, but then in the group of in the group of people where I would be going to a party where I'd be bringing a dish, I would not bring a pasta because everybody's got their dietary things, so it just doesn't, right. doesn't work. You'd bring charcuterie, and it would be great. Yes. Charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> which can get costly that's something I never even knew charcuterie existed before I before I started dating my wife and I think <laughs> the first time I was like oh well make us a charcuterie thing and I just wasn't even paying attention I just filled a basket and I went to check out and I was like what the fuck a hundred dollars what's going on yeah like this is just meat and cheese you <laughs> bitch what's like, how dare you fucking charge me a hundred dollars but you're what you know? It's salami. It's dry salami and prosciutto and fancy ass cheese. Yeah, because you don't want to do like the the trailer park charcuterie, where it's just lunch meat and American cheese. Like you, why not? You know. Well, you, you know you do for yourself. Yeah. But you don't want to do that when yeah. you're showing off, off for other folks. I wouldn't do that for myself. <laughs> I'd be more likely to do that for other people. <laughs> I, I, put, I always put lunch meat on, even when we do it for other people, but I cut it up real fancy so no one knows. Sure. Oh, and you, you do go. the good lunch meat. You don't do, like, the, you know, the pressed, like, $2 for, like, a oh, pound of fucking... Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> do you? No, I don't. Or cubed ham or something. Just a bunch of cubed ham yeah. with toothpicks in it. Look, it's fancy. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you put toothpicks Yeah. In. You get those little swords, and so people are just distracted by sword fighting each other. They don't even notice that they're eating cubed ham. Yeah, I don't. I don't do the swords because in order to get the swords, you have to have served. You have to have what? You have to have served. Served. Served our country. No. Oh, really? Uh-oh. No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, no. You can buy them. You can buy little plastic swords, but I get what you're. Saying. You're, you're stealing their valor. You're stealing valor. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> lean towards just all of my friends are being pirates. So here, our matey, hmm. fucking fight. <laughs> there you so. go. Have you guys seen that that uh, one pirate joke that's been going around about this pirate that goes to the dermatologist? No, no. Goes to the dermatologist because he's got a mole on his. Uh, he's got he's got a, a bunch of mole. 
moles on his back. Goes to the dermatologist, and the dermatologist says, Oh, oh, it's fine, it's benign. And he says, No, or there'd be ten. Ha ha! Oh, ha ha! Ha <laughs> oh, ha! I, uh, I read this joke earlier today, and it just made me chuckle. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's that? Woo! Woohoo. Right. Woo Calm down, it's just oh, a knock knock. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Can you calm down over there? Everybody's so on edge. It's okay. <laughs> She's like, I was told there would be meat. <laughs> meat and cheese. Some uh, coke and peanuts, please. <laughs> so, now we got jealous dogs, so I have to rub two dogs with one hand. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you can't just do one. Bunch of jerky boys around here. Sequenza. So, my dog, Rufio. Yeah. Uh, he never plays. He's never been, like, the playing type of dog. Like, I'll sit there and try and, like, fight with him or wrestle with him. Never, ever. But just very recently, I think he's made the connection that, like, he's been getting jealous of the attention the little dog gets. Mm. And so he's been trying to like his version of playing is so like she'll be on this blanket, like like doing a tug of war with me with her like stuffed animals. And then he'll like like get into it and put his ass up and do the whole little like, you know, pose thing. And then he'll just run around the room and then he'll go, go and grab the blanket that she's sitting on and like yank her off of it. <laughs> like instead of grabbing any like we have tons of toys that he could play with. But he's just like, oh, I'm going to grab this thing. Yeah. And just like flip the little dog over. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and then run another circle around the room. It's fun. Oh, good it's lord! Fun. Yeah, look how much fun we're all having. <laughs> I uh, oh. I remarked to Jenny. I was like, "Holy shit, babe! Rufio is playing now." She's like, "What?" She came to look, and then he like zoomed out of the room, and then zoomed back. Like that's just how he plays. Just fucking running around, knocking into shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so we're lucky enough that our dog is not a food-obsessed dog. Like, she likes food. But uh, we even, like, we had her for a few months before she figured out that when we sat down at the table to eat that we had, like, something that was good on our plates. Because I had established early on with with, uh, with my wife, who, who was not, who was fairly new to owning, especially a bigger dog. And I was like, it's important that we don't ever feed her from our plate. But yeah, she sure. knows like, oh, all I have to do is ask and I'll get food whenever they have a plate. So it was months before she even figured out like, oh, shit, they've got like good food up there. What's going on? <laughs> and so she's been slightly more food obsessed because the kid throws food on the ground all the time. Uh. Since the kid started eating solid food like a year and a half ago. But uh so with my mom's dogs here, my mom has one dog who is incredibly food obsessed. She has already like gone around to every nook and cranny of the house and found like old gummy bears and shit that <laughs> did for months. And Christine's like, I'm I'm really glad that Gwen isn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Even as fat as she is and as much as she thinks about food, she doesn't really think about food that much. We could leave a steak dinner on the counter and then go to work and leave her out all day and you'd come home and it would just still be sitting on the counter. She wouldn't, <laughs> she wouldn't buy it. Would, eh, it does smell good, but uh, I'm fine. I'll just go. I'll just go lay down. Whereas She's mom, more of a pet <laughs> person. Yeah. 
Whereas my mom's dog just woke up because she decided that she needed to try and go bust through the barricade I've had to build to try and eat the cat shit in the litter box. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> she woke herself up out of a sound sleep to go push against the barricade for a little bit. Oh, shit. I mean, she knows where those little almond rokas are. Mm-hmm. They're little treats. She knows. <laughs> she says, I know where they're at, and you can't keep them from me. Middle school that Zach and I went to every year had, I think it was a part of Teacher Appreciation Night, they had a cake contest where everybody, you would make like a, some sort of themed cake, and you would enter it into this contest. No, wasn't it? People would, it was a raffle... Silent a auction. raffle sound, raffle or auction sounds right. It was either a raffle or a silent auction for so that you could win a cake. So everybody made an interesting cake, and then people would like bid on it or put a raffle ticket in to win it or something. And one year, uh, my mom and I made a litter box cake where we literally went to the pet store and bought like a litter box and made a cake and put it in, and then sort of made it look sandy on top. Somehow, I don't know why I was young. And we and then we bought almond rocas and we put all, almond rocas all over the top of the cake so it looked like a litter box cake. That's so <laughs> that's gross. Hilarious! I, I don't remember amazing. that at all, but that's amazing. Did you win? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there was a winner. These are deep, deep dark <laughs> memories from the back of my mind. Well, when you're making cat shit cake, I feel like, <laughs> like that in and of itself makes you a winner. I think so. I think so, too. I think that was the only year we really got creative. Beyond that, it was like, oh, it's a chocolate cake. And then we made a picture of a train on it at a red licorice. <laughs> yeah, here's your cake. Um, and now everybody's coming over for pets. Hello, everybody. You're all yeah, once you... Make the mistake of looking at one, and the other's like, hey. Yeah. And now they're all like, oh, pet me. And all of a sudden, the baby's there like, me too. And you're like, wait, yeah. what? How did you get out of your bed? I you were asleep. What's going on? <laughs> all right, what's new? What's new in the news? What's new with the news from when we started? Yeah, sure. Zach, what's new in the news? What have you got? Got, got new uh, headlines? Uh, ba What we're doing is I'm going to pull up Google News and see what the number one thing it recommends it's me be is. about Trump's goddamn re-election campaign. Yes, it is. Okay, so we're going down. I like down. to not think that that's actually happening. Down. We're nice. skipping. <laughs> All I'm seeing is uh, Trump and Trump. And the Game of Thrones thing for some reason. It's over. It's been months and people are still talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a scare headline for Yellowstone. Uh, I refuse sharks news. to have any sort of news thing. Giants. On my fucking computer or my phone. Refuse to. I like to be in the dark until shit is just beyond repair. And then I'm like, oh, well, like, what the fuck's happening? And people are like, where are you that you haven't been paying attention to this shit? <laughs> well, Trump just had his big re-election uh, rally tonight. So that's why that's number one story right now. Yeah, I finally got down to something um, a little bit different. Uh, the headline is Sierra Nevada Brewing Ventures into Wellness Beer, whatever that is. Wellness it has oil. weed in it. It's paragoric. 
It's it's right. It's paracord. It has menthol in it. What's Sierra Nevada? Doesn't it have weed in it? Well, the, the term wellness usually means weed, right? Let's see. Ventures into wellness beer. Um, they just bought a San Francisco brewery called Sutterfest Beer. Yeah. All their beers are aimed at active athletic beer drinkers, or at least people looking for a beer with less alcohol and less calories. Okay, okay. So, so not quite well. Oh, but it has electrolytes and salt. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> now I'm in the process of trying to get to the Sutterfest, uh, Sutterfest Beer uh, Company's website. Hey, stop pushing on the shit. I bet this actually prevents you from getting like full on hungover because it's hydrating you as you're getting drunk and it's depleting your water supply. I have to go pull a dog <clears throat> out of the litter box. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, some of these are pretty um pretty low alcohol content. One of them's a 3.5 95 calories. Hmm, interesting. I mean, I would try it, perhaps. Yeah, I would try it, too. I don't know that I would seek it out, but if like it, if it was somewhere, I would probably give it a drink. Oh, and so, supposedly it's brewed in such a way that there's um, almost no gluten. Yeah. Okay, sure. So this is what I'm saying. Sierra Nevada does this, and Lagunitas does it all the time, where they come up with an interesting beer, but I'm not interested in investing an entire six-pack into trying it. (laughs) I'd like to try one. I don't want to buy six. Well, there's three of us. That would mean that we would each try two. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. If If we ever met in person again. I don't know if that's possible anymore, you know? We've gone so long without all three of us being in the room together. Now, now, I don't know if it's allowed. Two of us might be the same person. We've never actually recorded it correctly, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've been having a lot of dreams lately that I've been smoking. Oh, really? Yeah, either weed or cigarettes, which is weird. And I wake up feeling guilty, and then I'm like, wait, wait, no, no. <laughs> no smoking has happened. Oh, man, that's that's such a shit thing to, like, wake up feeling guilty over a dream that you had. Yeah. Been there. Right, right, and I have to, like, talk myself out of it. Like, it's fine, I'm fine. I yeah. yeah, I didn't actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, are you my, <laughs> my dreams, Jenny's always super supportive. Oh, she, she, She's always, like, not... Not mad at me, but like, and she understands, and that makes me feel even worse. Oh, like shit. if she were to just be like, "Hey, fuck you," you know, mm-hmm. like, "What is wrong with you?" Then I wake up, be like, "Yeah, you're right," but no, like, I always just wake up feeling like I let her down, and then I'm like, "Wait, wait, oh no, no, it's okay," because I didn't. That's <laughs> right. Damn. <laughs> so I'm still living with. For some reason, I still have in the back of my brain all the time. Like, it'd be kind of great to smoke a cigarette. Right. It's, it's been months now of just thinking that. And I haven't purchased a pack. Well, good. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I good. <laughs> I've got other and problems. And you, you know that it would... Like, it stinks. 
and it makes your chest, but it would be kind of good. Like, I'm not going to buy a six-pack for, for one beer, but I would be more okay with buying a pack of cigarettes for one cigarette. Right. And then seeing one of those homeless guys with a sign on the side of the road and passing him the rest of it. Yeah, that would make his day. It would make his day. <laughs> Which always is a thing that bugs me. Like, when I see a homeless person smoking, it's like, dude, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, either you spent what little money you can find on these fucking cigarettes or you like ask for that and you're like you're not prioritizing correctly like do you want food or do you want your addiction right you know like how dare you fucking smoke and then panhandle you're totally right especially right now packs of cigarettes are what what were they at least ten dollars yeah eight or ten bucks for for the standard packs because it's like because they implemented a two dollar tax per pack Right, and that's across the board. So even like if you're buying cartons, which people used to get around the the extra tax for, you know, you'd buy a carton, mm-hmm. and then but now like it's still fucking there. So it's like you're paying an extra twenty bucks for a carton. Yeah, there's a certain bar in town. I won't name any names. Where if you pay with cash, they don't charge you tax. Oh, it's just straight up prices. Really? That's pleasant. Does the bar owner know that, or does that yes. just what the bartender does? No, the bar owner so knows it because he doesn't really care, and he's okay. just like, Babe, I don't know, whatever, just give me the money. And then he figures out taxes later based on revenue of what he does or does not decide to report, I think. Right, and, and uh, what he does or doesn't change his actual liquor in the bottles with. Right. And But then, if you pay with a card then there's a lot more of a paper trail, so they have to charge you tax. Right, right. Whereas what I always wished the bars would do, and this is what I did, I I, uh, I used to work for a Halloween store. This, so it's going to take a little more setup to get to what I wish bars would do. I used to work, <laughs> I used to work for a Halloween store. I worked there for a few years for a friend of mine, and then the, the bottom fell out of the Halloween store business around 2008 and he gave it the old college try 2009 as a brand named Halloween store. And then in the year 2010, uh, he could not afford to be a brand Halloween store cause he had too much back stock. So he couldn't like get new things basically. So then he became a hollow, a discount Halloween store where he was still selling the same stuff as the branded Halloween stores, but for less money. And we even had a section for like $5 costumes and stuff. And then in 2011, when Halloween season rolled around, he couldn't even afford to actually have a storefront. So we went to the flea market and we sold <laughs> half the rest of the Halloween stuff at the flea market. <laughs> and I bought out half the stock so that he and I could take home whatever profits there were. And there weren't a lot. But um, I he was sitting there at the flea market charging people tax. And so it was turning people away because people were like, oh, five bucks, here you go. And they're handing him a $5 bill and he's got his calculator and he's going, actually, it's going to be $5.28. And they're like, oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and leaving. And so what I convinced him to do was I said, we can just keep track of all the sales we make since you insist on paying sales tax, but that's not what the flea market's for. Um, so we can just keep track of all the sales and then back solve tax. 
we charge them five dollars, but then we back solve and we say that it actually costs whatever four eighty two, and then we charge sure. eighteen cents tax, and so they gave us five dollars. Right, and I wish that's what bars would do. I, I feel like some of them do. Some of them right? do because I just in a bar I like to pay a nice round number. There, there yeah. shouldn't be any coins in a bar. No coins in a bar. No. I don't want to pay for my drink and get my 17 cents back. I don't, I, <laughs> here's, I, give me a drink. Okay. How much is it? $5. And then, okay. Taxes went up. Now it's $6. And I, I get, I get that I'm getting screwed over in that sense, but for some reason that just goes against what a bar is to nickel and diamond. Right. And it puts too much math into it. Mm-hmm. Like I have a $20 bill and I would like four or $5 drinks. Exactly. However, it's getting me three $5 drinks and now I have coins in my pocket. Right. Bitch. Fuck you. I hate that. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> yeah. I had this problem with the gay bar in town. They used to have nice, even, evenly priced things. And then they, everything went up by 25 cents. <laughs> Like, come on, man. And like, was... I'm not going to bring a bunch of coins <laughs> exactly. here so that I can pay you exact And it was just change. it was just annoying. And I the, the point I made at the time, and I was the only one thinking it. Nobody else wanted them to go up by a full dollar. But the point I made was if you have to go up, just go up by a dollar. Right. And okay. you pocket the rest. I don't want to pay five I'd rather pay $6. Correct. 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 Yeah, whenever you start or like a shit ton of change, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Somehow work it out to where like I can pay you an even number, and whatever's left over is a tip. Right, and then it's fine. But yeah, well now right? your bartenders now it sucks for your bartenders because they've got fucking <laughs> got all these pennies and dimes and shit that they have to count out for themselves at the end because that's what everybody does in a bar is they go, yeah. I don't want this change, and then they just make it part of the tip. Right. <laughs> They should have a machine to do that sort of thing for them. They should. I feel like any bartender worth their salt can count fucking change. Yeah. (laughs) They can, but they shouldn't have to. Right. They should be counting singles only. Just like strippers. Just like strippers. (laughs) Here I go again on my own. You... You too? <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. At auditions yesterday, like, that's all, like, I song slapped myself so many times with 80 songs. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Zach, there's an upcoming musical at the theater that's uh, all 80s, 80s uh, glam and hard rock and shit. Really? And one person <laughs> in this podcast, I won't say who, has been called back. Yeah, it's Zach. It's Zach. Zach is going to make his theatrical debut. Oh, yeah. Singing 80s hairband music. Yeah. You know it. That's what I was looking for. Zach, legitimately, though, I think we could all have a good time. <laughs> if you start coming to the theater. No. Good. You two might have a good time watching me be there, but I highly doubt I would. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's a weird thing. Even for non-theater people... Like, there's enough of a task to do, and once you get over the initial, like, ah, this is weird, like, it's just that. It's just you performing a task and hanging out with people. Yeah, even the crew people. Like, Zach, you would not be the only doctor on crew. 
No, <laughs> no. One of, fact, one of we our have... most solid crew guys is a is a local dentist. Full on, like practicing dentist in his own practice. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, he's just a and dentist, just, and he does this in his free time. Yeah. Hey. And then and another one who is a regular uh, on stage is a pharmacist. He's a, a specifically a cancer pharmacist. Who's the cancer oh, wow. pharmacist? Uh, name redacted. Uh, the the Asian fellow who is oh, in the current show. Oh, that's right. He is a pharmacist. Yeah. And he's specifically and he's specifically at St. Joe's. Kaiser. Kaiser? Now he yeah. was at St. Joe's. He he may have been, but now he's at Kaiser. Huh. Not that the name redacted can help because anybody who can really fucking in the know and is like, like I need to look this up is gonna fucking find him. Yeah. Well. But uh, we can move on. Yeah, I forgot he's a pharmacist. Yeah. That's a type of doctor. It is a type of doctor. <laughs> so there's two that we've got. Yeah. There you go. You got two doctors on staff. Three, because now Zach's well, going to start. It sounds, like, it sounds like you guys have a nice number at two. So. Well, Zach's helped out <laughs> as, at a strike. And I hired his brother. Yeah. I hired his brother one right. time. <laughs> I almost asked your brother to be crew for this show because we were hurting so bad for, for boys. If you still, oh, yeah? If you still need people, I've, I've got some. Nah, we've. I think we figured it out now at this, okay. this point. But uh, it was. Uh, it was a little scary at first. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing the thing that really, really got me mad, Zach. This crew has been bad. They've been really bad. Oh, really? That bad? <laughs> They've been bad. The thing that really got me mad was. So this isn't the part, James. They got me mad. So I walk in on Monday, and the entire shop has every single set piece in it. Okay, that's that's totally fine. What got me mad was it took me under 15 minutes to, on my own, move every single set piece to a different place. Which they're just having trouble with, like, two people moving one set piece at any given time. I'm like, I'm just, like, I'm taking, I'm picking up these dining room walls and I'm just moving them to where they need to go. And there's no issue. So just... Yeah. I don't, know, Good Lord. I don't know what else to do because I'm trying to do things to make things easier because obviously it's not easy enough. They're having so many issues, but then I can do they move. Ugh. They move easier in the shop. What I think happens is they think every now and again they have a thing on the bottom and they dig into the stage floor. No, the shop and- is empty. I moved them. I moved every single set piece out of the shop onto the stage into different places on the stage. Yeah, and I watch it happen. I, so one of them, like one of them, moves fine, and the other one just stops moving. And it's like, "Hey, the fuck are you guys doing? Right? Like, what is this thing? Right?" And so, and I've offered suggestions. You know, I went down there and I was like, "Okay, look. So, like, the back person can't be pushing because then the they move wobbly, right? They move at a different rate. So, like, the back person is just there for stabilization. The front person should push." And then they're like, okay, great, great, great. And then we move it, and then it stops. I'm like, like, fuck you. Like, so many other things require you to move your ass right now. And you're just stopped in the middle of the stage, bitches. We've got a lot of issues. Luckily, it's almost over. I'm like, hey, what's happening? What's going on? And one guy, I can't hear, and the other guy is in the middle of moving shit. and (laughs) So nobody's answering me. Ah. <laughs> oh man! No, 
out. So don't you want to come and hang out, Zach? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> it sounds like a whole hell of a lot of fun. It actually would be fun because then we could go out drinking afterwards. It's true. Or, or before I mean, I could... and just not tell. That's the truth. Awesome. I mean, I don't need to go there to go out drinking with you guys afterwards. <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> most true statement of all. <laughs> then we would have the same stuff to bitch about. <laughs> most true statement. I can go drink with you guys whenever I turn to do a bunch of work. Name the time pissed off at a bunch of old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my knees. Uh, I'm an old man. My hip pops every time I take a step. My knees need oof. to crack every 20 minutes. Yeah, it's about when that shit starts happening. Yeah, my, my hips don't uncle, pop too much, but my ankles like to pop. My uncle said that uh, once you hit twenty six, shit oh, just no. starts going bad. Yeah, just stuff starts fucking not working the way that it used to. I've had a bad hip since I was nineteen. You say that now. I think that you have kind of a skewed definition of what a bad hip is. Once you hit thirty. 32, like you're gonna be like, oh, I thought I had a bad hip, but oh, now you, like it locked up and I don't fucking you can't stand up straight. You haven't met my hip. I haven't met your hip, no. <laughs> well, we've only been like loosely acquainted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my hip, I, I own, I own a few too many canes for the times when I literally can't walk because of my hip. You gotta just pop that shit. No, it's it's a larger problem. They think it's bursitis, but then they, they only think it's bursitis because they did a whole mess of tests and they came up with nothing. So I went, oh, well, that means it's bursitis, which isn't actually <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, my mom's getting her knee replaced tomorrow. It's her second knee replacement. Oh, the knee or just... In a different knee, different knee. This, yeah. this is the second knee. I don't know which one. Oh, man. Could have gone both ways. Yeah. The second time her one bad knee has been replaced. Right. No, so two years ago she got one knee replaced. And then she they were like, oh, okay, and we can do the next one next summer. She's like, well, I don't want to give up two summers in a row. So I'm going to take one more summer and like have a life for a second. And then I'll give up another summer. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, I get the... Uh, the, the joy and the honor of moving back in with my mother. Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, next time we record, it'll probably be me sitting in my childhood room on my childhood bed <laughs> recording. Yeah, I, I imagine you're probably going to be over there for most of the, the next week or so. Next week or so, yeah, I have to, I have to live there. Is she going to be a feature on the show? Is she going to come in and be like, you need to go to bed. It's too late. I you hope not. Well, Keep it down be, in there. Yeah, she won't be coming in anywhere because she, 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 she won't be able to move. Just be She's hearing the yelling from the shouting. next room. Yeah. yeah. I, might, I might pull out my John Roderick bell and, and have her ring that, and I'll just have to get up now and then and go give her more ice or whatever. I want you to get like a mobile recording Thing, so you can just walk in and we can experience it with you. Oh, shit. I basically have a mobile recording on a laptop over at Wireless Connection. I can take my microphone off its stand and there we go. And now we're mobile. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like an interviewer. All right, so what's it like having two, two knees? <laughs> Do we call her a cyborg then at that point? See, I don't know, because they're not... Electric. Right. Ooh. Not power. So you guys have been hearing me this whole time? Yeah. 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 And has everything been sounding normal? Yeah. Cool. Sure. Why? I've been talking into a microphone that's not actually plugged into the computer. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you know what? That makes sense, though, because I did have to turn this up. Yeah. I I thought it was something on my end. That's one of the reasons I was so quiet for the first, like, five minutes is I kept trying to figure out why why your voice was so quiet. Yeah, my voice is quiet because <laughs> I'm only being <laughs> – I don't even need a microphone. Yeah. They, so what's been recording it, then? All right. Is that – am I louder? No, I think no, you're about the same. You're about the same. Okay. Well, um, what's been recording has been my just my computer's area microphone somewhere on uh, it. Oh man! Well, that's uh, the M- M- MVP of the show. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, notice my microphone lights up when it's plugged in. <laughs> it's just been so long that it just it didn't come up. You're essentially purred happily. Yeah, I and guess. I just now realized. Oh shit! Not holding my microphone. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, back to um, I does she count as a cyborg if none of the parts are robotic if they're just strictly metal? I mean, I would imagine What's the definition of a cyborg because isn't it part robot, part human, or is it just part machine? Right, because you can have a non-powered machine. Right, like a lever or an inclined plane. Sure. Hmm. Let's look this up. Google, tell me what a cyborg is. I got nothing. You got nothing? Did you just shout it into the air? Do you have a Google thing? I did, and my computer <laughs> did not respond because I'm apparently not a cyborg enough to be connected to shit. Okay. A fictional or hypothetical person whose physical abilities are extended beyond normal human limitations uh, by okay. mechanical elements. So it is a mechanical element. But a being to... with both organic and bio. Metronic. Bio- Biometric. No, mechatronic. Oh, biometric. Oh, it's a different word. Biometric. Yeah, it's a new word. I don't think that's a real word. Biomechatronic. Bitch ass. So words. her abilities will not be extended beyond normal human limitations. They will be just below normal human limitations instead of far below. Because even when she got her first new knee, it was like, oh, yeah, you are a little faster. But you were incredibly like, slow before. Well, therein lies the question, though. Normal human for her, huh? normal limitations for her, have now been exceeded. That's fair. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like borderline. I guess my high school drama teacher got himself a pair of new knees, and it didn't help him because he. This man. Someday I'll show you how he walked because it's very specific, and it's it's something that I worked. It was a craft I worked on for a lot of years, being able to walk like him. Because I would, I would. Uh, there's a lot I do to that man, but um, <laughs> he ruined his sexually, knees. Sexually, yes, sexually. But he he ruined his knees around age 16 or so. Oh my god! Because he was a really good basketball player, and then he hurt his knees, and the doctor said, "I'm gonna like do what I can to fix your knees." But um, 
then you can't really do much with them. You can't, you can barely walk on them. You know, you got to bed rest and stuff on these, but it was in the middle of their basketball championships or something like that. So he just powered through and he played whatever, five more basketball games and he just ruined himself for the next 70 years of his life. Jesus. Because he was in his mid eighties by the time. No, 60 years of his life. He was in his mid sixties when he got his new knees. So he got his new knees, but his legs had already like adjusted. His whole body had adjusted to how he walked with his fucked up knees. So he walked exactly the same, just faster. He always hobbled around. He just hobbled from place to place. And then he got his new knees and it was funny because he was hobbling, but he was hobbling at normal human speed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Jeez. He, uh, James, you'll see a picture of him next month. Okay. All right. Because he was a part of SCT and he died last year. And then oh. they, they left him out of the memorial last year. So then I talked to Putsy about it and she made sure that he's in it this year. Putsy's slipping, dude. She added a person to my crew and put their picture up who is not at all attached to this show. She was apparently supposed to be. <laughs> no, not ever. Oh. Not once. She. She's been like signed up to go to camp for two months. Well, I had never ever been connected to the show. I had heard from other people from early on that she was part of the show. So it was a, it was a rumor going around, (laughs) but I think what happened is and she knows what I, what I think happened was the sound person's name starts with the same two letters. Mm. And I think that's where Putsy got it from. That could be because they're like, she, the person who we're speaking of was just like, no, cause I, I called her the, the other day. I was like, Hey, so I texted her. Like, I was like, are you, I was like, your picture's on my board. Like, are you helping out with crew? Like, and if so, like, that's great. She's like, no, not at all. She's like, I am going to summer camp for two months yeah. as a camp counselor. And I was like, great. Like, perfect. <laughs> and we left the picture on for the first weekend. And then Howard's like, Hey, you should probably, you know, put Remove something that. else there. instead." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Putsy is slipping. She's someone who I admire this in her because she gets pulled back against her better wishes. But when she sees that she's slipping, she tries to let go and not do things. Ah, Other people reel her back in and make her do things longer than she wants. Yeah. But for instance, she did, she decided that she was done stage managing the junior program and she was like, I'm done. I'm out. I I can't handle this anymore. And then James convinced her to do it for the last year by doing an Elvis show. Of course. So this is actually her last year, even though last year was supposed to be. She got reeled in and just like her husband who, if you ask him, you go, go ask him, you say, Hey, how good of a photographer are you? He will tell you, I am a bad photographer. He knows it. <laughs> he knows it, and he is a bad I mean, photographer. He's like 20 years behind the times. Yes. He doesn't do digital. He's a bad photographer, but for whatever reason, they keep calling him and saying, come do photography. And he's like, ah, all right, guess I'll come do photography. <laughs> well, his sister is uh, a big-time author, like yes. a famous author that like makes millions there, of dollars. There is a school in town named after her. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I think that was started out as his way of like being like artistic too, mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Cause he, he, like he works at the post office just like Putsy did, right? Uh, Retired from the service. She was at DMV. I don't know where he uh, worked. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm still fucking 
stuck on cyborgs, man. And this <laughs> just kind of, like people with pacemakers are technically cyborgs. Yes. At what point do would you be go go over the edge? Is it a, is it just a literal percentage of like body mass? When yeah, you... like if there's organic stuff and mechanical like robotic stuff in there, you're a cyborg. If it's just all metal, then you're a robot. Because I'm assuming cyborg is largely human with some robotic parts. What if you're largely a robot with some human parts? What if you're a bicentennial man? You're still a cybernetic organism. Okay. Right? So he, and he started, so. He started full robot. And started out as a full on robot. Right. And then he became uh, an android. And then he became a cyborg. And then, didn't they, with like his dying, like on his deathbed, they declared him a human? They granted him human citizenship. Yeah. Humanship, whatever they, they called it. Humanity. God, that was a good movie. That was a great was a movie. Great movie. I'm never going to watch it again because it's far too long, but it's it very is. good. It's, and, it's, and once you've seen it, you're like, like, okay, like I've already had the feels for this movie. Uh-huh. No. I've got a billion snapshots in my head. I remember the movie. I haven't seen it since whenever it came out, 2002, right. something like that. But a great movie. Never need to see it again. Do you see that Wait, one, Zach? Excuse me. Hi. Okay. I don't. I've never watched it all the way through. Now, ninety nine with, with Robin Williams. Yeah, ninety nine. Back when, like in the the pocket of his good movies, yes. like his good family movie. Just you know, Jack was there. Fucking Hook was right around there. I think it. I think it all went downhill during one hour photo. Um, That's when he started trying to get edgy and weird. Yes. And one hour photo was in the year. Of our Lord. 2001. Was it? It was a guess. It was Two. a full-on guess. 2002. 2002. Damn it. But you were Damn right it. there. I was, I was right in the pocket. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's when, it, that's when it went downhill. On our photo. So the de- definition... I just need to say this sentence out loud. Let's hear it. The definition of cyborg includes a person who has been reprogrammed to resist disease. Mm-hmm. including immunized or drugged to think or behave or feel better, which includes psychopharmacology. What the fuck? So, right, so a person who's taking fucking uh, psychomeds is a cyborg because they've been reprogrammed. So you and I are cyborgs. Yay! Woo! <laughs> I don't know that I believe that, but like... Because we got the flu shot? Well, because we take mental drugs. Oh, oh. Hmm. Right, so I don't know. I I don't think I, there's any metal I, I in don't there know. other than maybe I don't lithium. Know. But does it have to be metal, right? Because it, yeah. it's it's talking about programming now at this point, like a computer language, right? So reprogramming the way that I think because I take ADD medication, hmm. psychopharmacology, right? Which yeah. which changes the chemical, you know, fucking actions in my brain. Hmm. Right, oh, I, I, I don't like know. That. I don't, I don't like, like that. <laughs> I don't like it, but that's what the that's what it says in Wikipedia when I search for what is a cyborg. Apparently, Zach is um, I, running a whole cyborg factory over there. <laughs> How do you feel about that, you cyborg maker? You? Oh man, I I guess I've never thought enough about cyborgs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess I need to start spending a lot more time thinking about cyborgs. 
I'm and gonna... my impact on them. Let's see. Oh, well, apparently there's no lithium in the one that I take. Because if no. there was, I would have seizures. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> if you were taking lithium, you would be getting a bottle that said lithium on it. Oh, is that true? I just... Yeah. I... <laughs> I don't know enough about lithium as a drug, but I think that I knew that it was an antidepressant or could Um, be used as such. Mood stabilizer. Okay. So a neo-cyborg is the outward form of cyborgism, such as an artificial limb, but lacks the full homeostatic integration of the prosthesis. Neo-cyborg translates consists of a human translator sitting at a computer so that the computer still serves as a typewriter without the full utilization of word processing, term management, email, or web browsing capability. The semi-cyborg and intermittent cyborg only hooked up to technology some of the time. Most professional translators become semi-cyborgs when they work. I do not like where this is going, you guys. I don't know that I want to continue looking at all of these different kinds of cyborgs. There's hyper-cyborgs, retro-cyborgs, uh, and pseudo-retro-cyborgs. Yikes. And a proto-cyborg, which is what the internet says that I am because of my ADD medication. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, weird, man. Weird. I don't weird. think I'm qualified to talk about cyborgs.